Hey everybody, and welcome to Sweat the Small Stuff. Uh, we are, this is part two of a continuing series in honor of the MusingsCon 2015, where we're going to Vegas. Two weeks! Uh, two weeks, Twelve yes. days, twelve days. Like, yes, not, not that I'm not excited or anything. It's, it's a lovely Saturday. Uh, I know! Okay. It's a Saturday it's a, and we're Sabbath. in my backyard. Yes, in the backyard. Yes, and we're doing it at his place this time. It's not at night. Yeah. I've never podcast during the day. Yeah. I, I did it at Will's, but it's usually the afternoon. Like, it's Saturday morning. <laughs> how like, to deal with that. It's, I don't know how to deal with that. So, uh, Today we're going to be working over Blackjack. Last time we did Craps, which yes. is a nice dice game. And if you doing uh, cards this time. So... This brings us, if you watch the last one, you're watching this one onto this one, we'll move it on, we're going on to Blackjack. Now this is a game where, with good play, the house edge for a bet is the lowest for a straight bet. If you remember what we did before with craps, that actually had fair odds, which is indeed the best bet in, in the, the casino, casino. Yes, but you have to make a bet first in order to get the fair odds. So it's yeah, a bet on a bet. bet on a bet. And with that, you can get the uh, the house edge down very, very low, even below that of blackjack. Very true. But for blackjack, with correct play, for a straight bet that you're just doing a bet, it will have the lowest edge on that. Now, blackjack is played against the dealer. You're not playing against anybody else on the table there. So each player... For those of you who don't know how to play blackjack, we're going to explain it. If you, each player, including the dealer, is dealt two cards with the option of taking more. Yes. Suits are not important when it comes to blackjack, though some casinos make, a, you know, hey, you just got uh, a blackjack out of diamonds, where you had, you know, a diamond ace stupid, and a diamond jack, yeah. and they give you something extra uh, stupid, for that. But rules. that's just a casino promotion yeah, thing. It's rules. not the actual game of blackjack. So the suits are important, and the cards are numbered 2 through 10, and those score the face value of the card. So if you get a 2, it's worth 2 points. If you have an 8, it's worth 8 points, etc. Face cards also score 10 points. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot more cards that are worth 10 in the deck than you would normally expect. Yes. And then the aces score either 1 point or 11 points, depending upon what you want to do with your cards. So the goal is to get as close to the total of 21, which is why sometimes blackjack is called 21, without going over. It's like Price is Right. Price is Right, exactly. There. <laughs> yeah. so, and you have to have a higher score than the dealer. So if you have an 18, which is pretty close, and the dealer has a 19, well, sorry, the dealer beats you. Uh, but if it's the other way around, you beat the dealer, and neither of you has gone over 21, and you're good to go. So, uh, if, you, if the two cards you are dealt to you are an ace, and any of the cards that are worth 10... You've got blackjack, and because you've got a natural twenty-one off your first two cards, because that ace is worth. You're going to be counting it as worth eleven, yes. not one, and you're going to count the the ten as a ten, and ten and eleven is twenty-one. Now the players' cards in general are dealt face up. When you're at the common table games, they're dealt face up. You can find some tables where the cards are all dealt face down, and single you deck, are, single jack. deck blackjack, single deck and double deck blackjack. Yeah. And we will get into probably, I'm, I'm assuming, a different variation. But mm. single deck and double deck blackjack will be yeah. will be dealt to you face, face down. down. 
Um, and so you get to look at the cards yourself mm -hmm. and hide them. And to some extent, I mean, it does have a little effect, but in for general odds, it doesn't have that much effect on how you ought to play. It's mostly because at that point, it's more difficult to count cards. Mm -hmm. So, and we'll get to that in a moment. Now, in general, but if you're at the great big table game, the great big table, they have the six deck shoe and the automatic reshuffler and all that. You're, you're going to be getting your cards face up. Except for the dealer. The dealer is dealt one card face up and one card face down. And that one that's called the face down card, it's called the hole. Yes. So it's just your hole card. If the dealer's face card is either an ace or a ten when they go around. So they've dealt everybody their first card and the dealer gets their first card and then they deal everybody's second card and the dealer gets their second card. If that face-up card is either an ace or a ten, the dealer's going to check to see, very surreptitiously, whether or not they have blackjack. <coughs> Before, I mean, it used to be that the dealer had to actually lift up the corner was of the card say. and take a look at it. But now they have a little little mirror thing. They just slide the corner of the card into this little recess in the table uh -huh. that has a tiny little mirror that only the dealer can see the results of. And when they do that, they can determine what the actual card is and they can deal with that. So, And why do they do that? And the reason why they do that is if that happens, the dealer has blackjack. And everybody, everybody loses. loses. And everybody gets angry. Everybody gets angry <laughs> at that point. Except for those people who were also dealt blackjack. Yes. Because if you were dealt blackjack, you automatically win unless the dealer was also dealt blackjack. And if both of you were dealt blackjack, you tie. And that's known as a push. Yes. So we've got that. Now, if the dealer is showing an ace but not a card worth 10 the dealer will offer the players insurance. And the reason why that is that if you win blackjack, you win three to two. So you put down a bet, yes. and you win yes, one you and a half win. times your bet. It's what, you out of, is what you're supposed to... Well, that's for a standard table. Yes. Like this. It, <laughs> are things... Have you been playing at uh, tables that don't offer that? A lot of Vegas is now playing six to five. Downtown is still doing three to two. Okay. Mostly, most of the strip casinos are doing six to five, which is bullshit. It is, yeah. Okay. So, well. excuse me, bullshit. <laughs> so, you're supposed to be getting three to two off of that bet. At least that's the classic way. Because, technically, the casino can offer you whatever the hell odds they want, and that's what they're dealing with. But the classic way it's was three actually, it's three to two. But, if the dealer is showing an ace, well, actually what happens is that the dealer is showing you an ace, they will offer you insurance, and they will determine whether or not you want to take the insurance. And if they do, after the, the request for insurance, they will then indicate whether or not they have blackjack or not, uh, sort of thing. But the point is that insurance pays two to one, and you can bet up to half of your original bet. And the little itty bitty doggies going inside. We love Bandit. Um, <laughs> so, let me let me just take a look at my notes and deal with that sort of thing. So the dealer's showing an ace, they'll offer you insurance two to one. If the dealer has blackjack, you win your insurance bet, but you lose your original bet. Yes. So is the way that that works. Thus, that's why you're, if your bet to the maximum one half of your original bet and it's paying two to one, you haven't lost anything. 
You get twice your money back for that one. And we're to have a little camera. Maybe yeah, you don't, you don't at, like I'm it. sorry, I'm looking at the camera, yeah. and I can't see myself. Because I'm backlit there. <laughs> because so, backlit there. So those of you who, if, if Brian yeah. puts any of the original me in there, it's well, yeah, you, very your different. voice is going to be yes. in there. We never actually... says hello, this is Brian Evans, that's Dan <laughs> over there. So we just so started that entire time blackjack. And so, anyway. So the small stuff. Awesome. Yes, hey. So, but the point is that you, if... Since the insurance bet pays at two to one... And you are betting up to half of your original bet. So if you bet half your original bet at two to one, you're going to get twice that amount back. You're going to get your original bet total back as your winnings. And so therefore, you wouldn't have lost anything. You're going to lose your original bet, but you're going to get it back off of your insurance bet. Yes, 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 yes. So in in that instance, insurance gets you out. The problem is insurance is a really crappy bet. You never, never want to take insurance. Don't be breaking my stuff there, Sorry, Dan. sorry, guys. Sorry, I'm trying. We're trying to do a nice, informative podcast. So <laughs> up. And not one about how electronics break. Um, <laughs> Don't touch okay. me. So right, if, if so you're yes, dealt blackjack, your insurance. So okay. if you're dealt blackjack and the dealer does not have blackjack, you get paid three to two immediately because you automatically win. Yeah. Except for if they're playing screw with that. If neither you nor the dealer have blackjack. Then the game is on. Play, play goes. <laughs> play goes on. Yes. The next round of play begins. Starting with the player to the dealer's left, they can request additional cards in an attempt to improve their hand. And that's called a hit. Yes, dealer's hit left. Hit me. The player can then request as many or as few cards as they wish until they either say, nope, I don't want any more, or they bust, which is going over, over 21. 21. So that's an automatic loss, and the player is out, even though the dealer hasn't played yet, because you've gotten over the total that you need to get. If they haven't busted and they're satisfied with the hand, they can then pass to the next player, and that's what's known as standing. Okay? So now there's some special events that can happen during that play. Yes, the, the, there are. <laughs> if you're dealt two of the same card you can do what's known as a split that is you split the cards off into their own section and you put another bet down of the same amount that you had originally bet on that second card so if you have two sevens you can pull them apart and now essentially you're playing two hands one off your original seven and one off your other seven so they immediately give you another card because seven who's going to stick around on a seven and you just sort of keep on going if that one, if the next card that comes around is also a duplicate of the one that you got, you can split it again, usually. They, depending upon the table, yeah. they might have a limit as to how many times you can split and your cards. And what cards, cards you're allowed and what, to split. They're right things. But, it's not the same. But the general, this is because the casinos are getting really picky on what it is that they used to be. It used to be, yeah, split as many times as we didn't care what it was that you were splitting on, but they're looking for their edges on that bit. But the point is that if you get two of the same card, you can split, split. them. If the new card leads to blackjack, for instance, you split your aces, which you should always, always do. Split your aces. Always split your aces. And the next card comes up at 10. Congratulations! Blackjack! Three to two. Three to two. <laughs> or that sort of thing. Otherwise, if it's not immediate blackjack, you just keep on playing. 
each hand individually. You start with the first one and you play until you either decide I'm going to stand or you bust and then you move to your next one and you play it until you either decide that you're going to stand or you bust. You basically create two two hands. Two hands. Two hands. And the, all the rules, normal rules. All the rules apply. Exactly. Now, if the other option is to double down. That's where you're looking at your hand, given what you have for those two cards, and you can see the dealer's upturned card. You don't know what the whole card is, because they haven't turned that up, but you can see their face-up card. And the idea is that if you are pretty certain that you're going to win this hand, you can double your bet in order to get more money out of that. They will give you one more card for that and that's it you cannot you cannot take any other cards you cannot split you cannot do things they they say i think i'm going to win with one more card and so i'm going to double my bet you give me the one card and that's it for me make sense yes okay so once all the players have either busted or stood pat then the dealer reveals their whole card and then depending upon what the dealer has the dealer may keep playing and there are certain rules to that the dealer is allowed to do in order to improve their hand. And these also kind of vary from casino to casino. There is a there's but, a there's kind of a standard, but you're yeah, right. Like there there's a lot of right. room to play. There's here. a little bit. There's basically four possibilities. So if the dealer is showing less than 17, and this is true for pretty much every casino out there, then the dealer must hit. Mm -hmm. Even if everybody has stood on a 12 and the dealer had was dealt a 14 the dealer has to hit because it's less than 17. 17, so they have to. If the dealer is showing more than 17, then they have to stand, even, again, if it's less than everybody else. So if everybody on the table has an 18 and the dealer is showing 17, then, or I should say if everyone's showing a 19 and the dealer is showing 18, then the dealer has to stand unless everybody the wins. dealer loses and everybody wins. If the dealer is showing what is known as a hard 18 and by that that means the 17 is made without the use of an ace being scored as 11 that is uh, an ace and a six is a soft 16 because the ace 17. is worth 11 plus six and that's 17 because that and could also reason, be worth seven that's why we call right it could also yes. well but the other reason is that you can pl you could put a 10 on that card on that hand and have the exact same hand. Yes. If you have an ace and a six, and then for your next card you get a 10, it is now absolutely 17. Because if you took it as an 11, you would bust. And who wants to bust? So it's a hard 17 because the ace is being counted for one. So if the dealer is shown a hard 17, then the dealer has to stand in general. If the dealer is showing a soft 17, then the dealer is forced to hit some places, whereas other tables, the dealer has to stand, depending upon how it's going around. The typical Vegas uh, table has the dealer hitting on all soft 17s, mm -hmm. and only the really high limit tables have it the other way around. Yes. So in general, in Vegas, if the dealer's showing 17, they'll hit. Or if their dealer's showing 17, uh, I'm sorry, they, yeah, they, they will, they will stand. stand. Yeah, they unless will. Unless there's an ace involved. Yeah, so, hit on soft, stand on hard. Yes. Is the standard Vegas table thing, unless you're doing the really high thing. 
See, this is why I have notes, people, so that I can actually remember what it is that I was supposed to say. And even then, I can't read my own damn notes. So, and what's worse is it's not like you wrote like did the handwriting. No, it's all typed like, up. It's yeah. typed up. So, so, if the dealer has a hand that requires a hit, then it's added, and you rules apply again. So they were dealt a six, and they get another card, and it's a six as well. That's only twelve, so they have to hit again. again. And that's a three, so that's fifteen, so they have to hit again. And it's a ten, that's twenty-five. They bust, yay! So at that point, once the if the dealer doesn't bust, and the dealer gets to a point where the dealer now has to stay. Then you take a look at the dealer's hand, you compare it to all the player's hand, and if the player beats the dealer, player wins. Dealer beats the player, dealer wins, and if they're the same, you push. And the amount of time it took you to explain that, yeah. you could play 15 hands you could of play blackjack. Because it's, it's a very like, quick game. It's a very game. fast game. Very fast if game. You, if you haven't played blackjack, like you think, oh my god, it's so complicated. It moves. Yeah. Because the majority of the time, you're not really in a soft situation. You're not really in a blackjack situation. You're not really in a split you're not or a double down. down. Yeah. You're just playing, and it just and you get some of these dealers. Are, whoa, 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 and it's just, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, continue. Okay. So, what's the best way to play blackjack? So that's the rules. You get two cards. You take a look. You might split. You might double down. You're trying to get closer to twenty-one and beat the dealer. So, how the best way to do that? Well, it comes down to counting cards. It really does down down to counting cards. But you shouldn't count cards. <laughs> now, by that, <laughs> what I mean is the general, the specifics of counting the cards. It's more general than the specifics of counting the cards as they're played. That's that's my point behind that. You're not really yeah yeah yeah. Because got, got this is about probability. Remember, the point of this is to understand the probability of how the cards are going to come out yes. so that you can understand why you should bet the way that you're betting. So that means, now, there is the concept of counting cards where you are indeed paying attention to the specific cards that have been played so that you can understand what cards are out on the table, what cards are in the discard pile, and what cards are still in the deck that have yet to be played. Yep. Because... On a weird off chance, suppose that all the aces through nine, ace two, three, four through nine, have been played, and there's nothing but tens left in that deck. Well, in that case, all you've got is everyone's going to get a 20, everyone's going to push, there's really no point in playing this thing anymore, but that's because you were counting cards, and that sort of thing. But, a casino... Now, here's the thing. Counting cards, it's not illegal. No, it's a skill. It is, it is not it's illegal. The, the issue is that a casino, like all other businesses, has the right to refuse service to anyone. And mm -hmm. if they catch you counting cards, you will be asked very politely <laughs> with with very large men standing next to you. But firm. <laughs> to, but firm. To, to please leave. Now, that said... Um, now, it is illegal to use any device to count the cards. If you can just keep it in your head... The, it is not illegal. If you have a little piece of paper and you're writing everything down or a little calculator that you're using to deal with that, that's illegal. Now, the reason why is that by counting the cards, you can shift the odds into your favor. Because like I said, if you know what cards are still in the deck, it 
that that changes the probability mm-hmm. of what car what hands you are physically capable of getting and thus you can adjust your bet accordingly if the deck is very very poor for what you as the dealer might or what you as the player might get decrease your bet or even stop playing until the deck gets better and then or if it's very favorable to you because the dealer has forced plays that they're made to make so therefore you can very often determine whether or not the dealer is going to bust or at least is likely to bust and if the dealer is likely to bust increase your bet because you will win when the dealer busts yes if it's very unlikely for the dealer to bust you want to decrease your bet or possibly stop playing because it's not going to go and all oh, poor bandit is going to pleck everybody's throwing up in my everybody's, house. <laughs> uh, everybody's throwing up yeah. all right that's have a little thing. so um and with that we're back to blackjack because <laughs> <laughs> Because in Vegas, you never see anybody throw up. Never, 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 never. never. Now, that's the case for Nevada, for dealing with your counting cards. Uh, In in Atlantic City, it's not, even then, it's not, okay, they can't even ask you to leave in Atlantic City. Really? Yes. Because there's nothing stopping you from using your general statistics knowledge to develop a strategy on what it is to play. It went to court, and the guy said, you're saying that I can't play blackjack because I'm good at it. And a judge probably went, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) You're you're telling me that I'm not allowed to play blackjack in the casino unless I am so bad that I'm going to lose. If I get good at it, you're not going to play anymore? No, that doesn't seem right. And so for Atlantic City, they said, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Nevada, again, it's that thing of, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone, and if we catch you counting cards, we'll let you out. So... We don't. We don't. We don't care if you count cards. We yeah. just don't think you should be in our casino it, it, Right. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it count, has nothing count, to do with the counting count cards. The card, count all the cards you want. We just don't want to serve you we anymore. Just, yeah. It's nothing to yeah. do. Yeah. We don't oh. like the cut of your jib. <laughs> to be fair, the Nevada Gaming Commission is extremely powerful. So. Uh, well. Having lived in Las Vegas, uh, where there's no property tax and there was no tax on food when that was, you know, very rare for a state to do that. And when the rest of the country increased the public telephone cost to a quarter. I know, public telephone, what's that? What is a public There were these things (laughs) with a booth inside. And when Superman wasn't changing his clothes inside one of them, you could make a phone call to someone else if you needed to make a phone call because these things did not exist yet. And they cost a quarter. Well, in in Nevada at the time, it still cost a dime. It was just a dime for that because Vegas makes a lot of its money through gambling and the military. Most of the state is owned by the military, and what isn't owned by the military is owned by casinos. Yeah. So <laughs> when, you get, when you get right down to it, it's national parks, it's uh, uh, military bases, and, and it's casinos. casinos. And so people go there, they spend all of their money there, and we're very, very happy that you are spending your money to float our economy. <laughs> um, and yeah. I have no problem with doing that. Yeah. Because yeah. I enjoy it. It's fun. Anyway, where were we? Anyway, so where were we? So we're moving on. Uh, so... Blackjack avails itself of a brute force analysis, kind of what we did with craps, where we just did, okay, here's all the possibilities for the first die, here's all the possibilities for the second die, let's just see 
how they play. So a 2 is comes up only 1 out of 36 times, and a 12 comes up out of 1 out of 36 times, and they converge on the 7. Remember the little mm -hmm. diagonal in the mm -hmm. chart of all, this is where all the 7s are. Blackjack also avails itself to a brute because force method there's, because there's only so many cards yeah, and you get them in a specific set. Thirteen cards per right, suit, and then right. you know, and then you exactly. Can do that way. Yeah. And you can do it that way. The problem is that because there are so many cards, <laughs> it's a little bit more difficult to just have. Oh, here's a nice little chart to figure out. But we're gonna give a general process of how to analyze blackjack, and then you can say, okay, we trust you that you have done the rest of the analysis to show <laughs> that that's okay. So the first thing is to break down the cards and. Since since the suits don't matter, you have four of each card. Yes. Right. But unlike what we did with craps, we can't just look at the first card and the second card because unlike craps where the dice are independent, uh, what you get for your second card depends upon what you got for your first card. Because that card you, is no longer that, in the long, deck. that card is no exactly yeah. it's no longer in the deck and you cannot get it twice. You can get a second one of the same uh, rank. If you're playing with single deck blackjack, but if I've already got the four of diamonds, I can't get the four of diamonds again. I can get a four of spades, hearts, twelve uh, sudden, clubs. Instead right. of four Fi out of fifty-two, right? It's now so three, three out of, out of 50, one. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so and that's what I'm saying. Right. Together. So yeah. now every, the, these cards are are dependent upon each other. So for in a fresh deck, four in fifty-two chance of getting an ace on your first card. Or about 7.8%. But the act of having the ace in your hand, like we said, of it. So the chances of getting the second being 3 and 51, that's about 5.9%. So the odds of you getting two aces in a row for your first two cards are 7.8% times 5.9%, which, uh, rounding it off, is 8 times 6, which is about 4.8%. It's a little less than, f it's about 4.5% of you getting two aces. On your first two cards. In fact, interestingly enough, um, there is a, a kind of odds thing that I yeah. did, and and that holds true for any any two cards, mm -hmm. because what they're saying is on just a basic two card, a natural twenty one, right. which is your natural blackjack, right. four point eight percent. Yep. So, yeah. regardless, your two cards, yeah. any two cards, it sounds like any two, any cards, two cards. Yes, you've got a four point eight percent chance, chance of getting those two specific cards. Now, that's just off a single deck shoe. In order to make counting cards more difficult for the casinos, what they did. And also, to help maintain the odds being in the favor of the house, what casinos have done is they started using multiple decks for blackjack. As you had mentioned this before, single deck, double deck. Yes. Double deck just means they're using two, two decks, decks of cards at the same time. But your typical table, they're using six decks of cards mm -hmm. for the typical and table game in Vegas. Some of them have gone up to eight. Yeah, and it's, there's an awful lot of cards in that there. With more cards to keep track of, it becomes more difficult to count the cards. Because if you're doing it just a single deck, if you're really good at it, you can actually keep track of the specific cards that are in there. When you start dealing with six and eight things, all you can really do to try and keep into your head is to manage, okay, a 10 has been played, a 10 value card has been played, an ace has been played, a non-10 value card has been played. And so you, because 10 really is kind of the, the big thing. A, there's so many of them in the deck. Yes. And B, they're worth so much that they're valuable and you want to keep track of them. But that's the sort of thing about Ferdinand. So, um, suppose you're playing a table that's using a six-deck shoe, which okay. is kind of typical. That's standard. Okay. That means there are 52 times six, or 312 cards in the shoe, of which four times six, or 24 of them, are aces. 
So the chances of you being dealt an, uh, an ace on that first card of a fresh shoe is the same as for a single deck, because you've just it's expanded just, yeah, everything by four, so you still have your 7.8% chance. But that second card is now you have a 23 out of 311 cards. Because mm -hmm. you have one eight, there were 24 aces, you've taken one of them, there's 23 left. There were 312 cards, and you've taken one of them. There's 311 of total cards. So you have a 23 out of 311, or about a 7.4% mm -hmm. chance. Which means now your odds of getting a double ace is a little bit better than it was in a single deck. Under the single deck, it was about 4.5%. Now it's more closer to... It's, five, more, about five, it's, it's more than 5%. Yeah, yeah. So, right. So... So, and that's that helps to deal with it. It maintains a more consistent level of what you're likely to get in the deck for your cards when you have an infinite number of cards in the deck thing. And so therefore, you the, the odds as cards get played don't shift around so much because a single card can change the odds a lot in a single deck. A single card doesn't really change because, yeah. the odds that much because there are so many cards. Yeah, there's more cards. Which each, yeah. each individual card has less of an impact on the whole. Right. Now, since the dealer has a card that hasn't been shown yet, you're analyzing the game to determine what the dealer's likely to have. Yes. You have to guess what the dealer has in order to determine whether or not you should hit or stand given your card. The problem is that Blackjack quickly becomes complicated as more cards get played because every card you take is a card that the dealer cannot have and so as you start pulling on cards it changes what it is that you want to do when your first two cards you should probably do this and then you get a card and that changes your odds and you should probably do something mm -hmm. else and so it deal with that so suppose you're dealt a nine and a four so you got 13 and the dealer is showing a four should you hit? Nope. But oh, I just know that. Why? It was, so, again, basic blackjack strategy. Um, you don't hit because the dealer's showing a four in this case. Right. We know that based on dealer rules, mm -hmm. where they have to hit if they've got less than a 17. Right. I right. know the dealer's going to have to hit. Yes. Okay? Yes. And because there are more tens yes. than anything else in there, mm -hmm. you've got, you know, five suits of tens, so five, you've got 20 tens in a single deck, the odds of him getting a 10 are greater than any other card. Mm -hmm. Meaning, if he's got a four, and there's a 10 in his whole card, and he's going to pull another 10, yeah. there is a good chance he's going to bust. Whereas, I've got a 14, I could pull a 10, there's a chance I'm going to bust, yeah. I'd rather not do that, yeah. based on the cards that I'm seeing on the table. Okay. So, let's do this in Brian's a more... Brian's going to tell me mathematically more, let's, what Let's, let's do it the math way, let's, let's do it the real way. Alright, there are 49 possible cards that the dealer might have in the hole. And the reason because was that we, we started we with 52. Two. We started 52. I have two of them, and, he, we know and the dealer has one, one of them that we one. know of, okay. and there's there's that fourth card out on there. So there's 49 possible cards that the dealer might have in the hole. 16 of them are valued at 10, because I have a 9 and a 4, and he's got a 4. So no 10s are things. So there's 16 10s, 4 suits, 4 cards, 10 jack, queen, and king are mm -hmm. worth 10. So that's the 16 cards. Three of them are valued at nine because I have one of the nines 
and four of them are valued at eight, and so on down the line. Thus, we can determine what the probability for each possible hand that the dealer has based off of that. So for a total of 15, where the dealer has an ace and a four, there's four ways for that to happen, and so that's a probability of 8.2%, okay? 14, if the dealer is a 14, which is where they have one of the 10 cards in the four, there's 16 ways to do that, 32.7%, mm -hmm. and so on down the line. 13, where they have a nine and a four, there's only three ways of doing that because I have one of the you nines. Have one of exactly. And so they have a 6.1%. 12, 11, 10, 9, those are all the same at 8.2%. Same as getting the ace. For the eight, <clears throat> where they have a four and a four, well, there's only two ways to do that because I have one of the fours and, and the D have, have one, one of the, the fours, fours already. And for them to have the third four, that is only 4.1% and so on down the line. So the likelihood is that the dealer has less than you. You add up all those things, the dealer probably has less than you. But according to the rules, the dealer must hit because no matter what, total is less, going to be less than 17. Because even if they have a 10, even if they have 11, if they have an ace, an ace and four is only worth 15. So they have to hit because it's less than 17. So what are the odds of the next card to the dealer? That's what we're going to be calculating. Well, that depends upon what card the dealer has in the hole. This is where I say it gets complicated because you can't just say, oh, pull the next card out because it kind of depends upon what they got. Yeah. Because that, yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's assume that you don't hit. You, you were just not. You're just going to stay pat. And the dealer has another four. Suppose the dealer does indeed have an eight where they have two fours. Now we need to go through the possibilities for what the dealer draws next based off of what is still in the deck. Now there are 48 possible cards because that now, the dealer can pull because yeah. now we know what all four of the cards are. And since the dealer with a, uh, since a nine and three of the fours have been played is basically what it is. So suppose the dealer then draws an ace off that four and four. Well, there are four ways to do that. Out of the 48 cards that are left, they'll have a 19. That's a probability of 8.3%. For the 18, where they get a 10, that there are 16 ways to do that. There's a 33.3%. There's a one-third chance of that. So on down the line, you can take a look at my chart. So we can see that there's about a 48% chance that the dealer is going to have enough to stand beating you and about a 52% chance that the dealer will need to hit. There's no way that the dealer can bust off of this next card, but there's a little less than 50-50 chance that the dealer is going to beat you at that point. So to truly determine what the odds were, we need to then repeat that for every single possible card that the dealer might draw Wow. based off mm -hmm. of that. So that's why I'm saying it gets complicated and I'm not going to go through all of that because I'm going to... The number of permutations that that can do easily gets very, very large. Very quickly, That's yeah. why we have computers. Computers can do that. Back so, in the day, though, they used to do this all by hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, Talk yeah. about accounting. <laughs> they had little ledger books, and you would write it down in your little spreadsheets and figure it out and uh, do it that way. Now, because, like I said, because the sheer number of possibilities, I'm not going to go into that. But you can calculate the probability of the hand that you have against the probability that the dealer's hand is either going to beat you or bust by the time that they're done. So, for a single deck, suppose you've got, 
if the, so the the rules are going through all of that and these are rules for single deck they don't really change they do change a little bit for multi-deck blackjack but for a single deck if you have a total of seven or less but not including pairs because pairs allow you to to split so if you just have seven or less you hit your your hand is so poor that relying upon the dealer to bust isn't worth it. You need to improve your hand such that you have to make the dealer bust, if that makes sense. I, and since I, you I, cannot I, help but improve your hand, you should hit. I'm curious where you're going to be at the end of this, because I've already, based on how I play yeah. and, and a few things I look yeah. at, it disagree. So yeah. <laughs> this should be interesting. Because again, it's yeah. all about it's how all you feel about deals. the numbers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the numbers care how you feel about them. <laughs> this is what I tell everybody. Numbers don't lie. Then Brian's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah, you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have an 8, 9, 10, or 11, you might or you might not double down. So that's going to be handled in a moment. Okay. Okay, because those are hands that you might consider doubling down on. Seven or less, there you absolutely just, hit. You just the, hit. Always your hit. hand is so poor that there's no point in not doing always it. Hit. It can because if if it becomes close for the dealer, you want to have as good an edge as you possibly can. But for eight, nine, or ten, or eleven, you might or you might not double down. Now for between twelve and seventeen. I have a little chart here that's going to get shown on screen, and you're going to want to base it so off 12, of that sort 12, of thing. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16? 12 through 17. So you're including 12 17. through 17s, yes. So if the dealer is showing a 5 or a 6, you stand. Because your 12, the dealer's 5 or 6, is so close to 17. Mm -hmm. A, they're going to have to hit anyway. Yeah. And... Since they're so close to seventeen, if they hit, they're probably going to uh, they're probably going to bust because there are enough higher cards the nines, the tens, the even an eight if they're showing a five, or even a seven if they're showing a five, that puts them to twenty two. And there's and so many of bust. those cards, yeah. and that's a bust. And so therefore, if they're showing a five or a six, you want to stand. Mm -hmm. If they're showing anything else, you hit. Yes, you hit mm -hmm. because you need to improve your hand. Is he at it? Now, there's a risk of you possibly going bust. If you're showing a 12 and they deal you a 10, you're going to bust. But the risk of the dealer winning, or the, the, the risk of the dealer busting is better than the risk of your busting on a 12. I, I, I totally okay. agree. And there's actually a strategy, we can talk yeah. about this later, there's actually a strategy, it's a bad strategy, that people, I know somebody who I'm very close with who plays this strategy, well, I would rather me beat me and the dealer beat me, so he doesn't. He, he doesn't bust. This, yeah. this individual tries to not, or the dealer not, beat me, then I beat me. That's yeah. what it is. So he would rather let the dealer keep playing when he should have keep playing. Here's yeah. the problem with that, though. They've actually figured it out. It actually adds almost four percent to the house yeah. edge if you yeah. don't do that. So, listen to what Brian said. <laughs> Sometimes you don't think you yeah, should so hit because you don't want to bust, yeah. but you you, you, you have do. to. You have yes. to. Yes, you you you've got your. You have 12, and the dealer is showing a 9. You still hit, because if the dealer has 19, you are definitely destined to lose. lose. So the only thing for you to do is try to improve your hand and possibly get a 19 and push, or even 20 a or 20 or 21 and win. And so it's, if 
if the dealer's going to beat you, do your best to beat the dealer. Mm-hmm. Is the is the idea behind that? It's the it, Mal, right. Mal, Mal, Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. If someone's trying to kill you, you just go ahead and kill them first. Exactly. Like you try to kill them first yes. or right back. Whatever the quote is, it's that same. Music of a geek. Welcome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Those are all played the same. If the dealer is showing six or less, you stay. If the dealer is showing seven or more, you hit. And it's that same concept. The dealer is probably going to have a hand Mm -hmm. that they can beat you with, so therefore you hit. But if the dealer looks like they have a hand that they're going to bust on, you stay. So for 13, 14, 15, it's six or less, seven or more is your break line. It's 12 that things get squirrely because it's hit if they're low, hit if they're high, and stand if they're right in the middle. Yeah. Now, for 16, that also gets a little complicated. 16 is the worst hand to have Mm -hmm. in blackjack because the dealer, their limit is 17. And so at 16, you are so close. There are now more cards in the deck that are going to bust you than are going to beat you, than than you're going to win off of. And yet the dealer, if they pull the 17, yep, I'm staying. I win. So it's right there on that stupid line. So for 16, again, six or less, you stand. If the dealer is showing six or less, you stand because the dealer's probably going to bust and your hand is good enough. If the dealer is showing seven, eight, or nine, you hit because you have to improve your hand. But if the dealer is showing a 10 or an ace, then you stand again. Or? Or? If the casino offers the option to surrender. Oh, to surrender, yeah. I, I, don't, <coughs> we're not, I don't discuss surrender in this game because surrender throws even more monkey wrenches into it. This is a new thing. Surrendering is where you say, I don't think I'm going to win. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I, I, I want to surrender. And you get half your you bet get half back. You get half your bet back. So... That's the way that surrendering works. 17, but if, there is, if that, there is no surrender, you are 100% right. At that right. moment, you have to... I agree with you. Yeah. You have to uh, yes, yes, stand. Right. You, you have you, to... St- it's yeah. 10 or ace. You stand. Now, 17 or better, you stand no matter what. Even if it's hard, even if it's soft... Actually, I don't. The other way. We'll talk about that later. Yes, this is it. If you have a 17 or better for your hand, then no matter what the dealer is showing... Stay. You stay. Absolutely. You stay. Even if it's hard, even if it's soft... There are people I know that say, well, I have a soft 17. I'm going to try for 21. And the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to weaken your hand. And I, again, disagree and so, with that. So. <laughs> now, if you're counting cards. I'm not counting if cards. You're counting cards so go... You apparently are psychically counting cards. Because apparently the, the gods of Blackjack are telling you, hit on 17. You'll get a 4. You'll get a 4 and get your 21. Because there's only 16 cards in the deck that'll help you, but more than 40 that are going to If you have a soft it. 17, you should hit. No. Yes! No, 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 yes, no, no, or no, double. no, 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 no. Or double. If they elect yes. you double. If they let you double. If they let you double. If not, you should hit them. Because because for the doubling, casinos do put a limit on what you're allowed to double on. Some casinos will let you double on anything. Others say you can only double on 8, 9, 10, or 11. So, because those are the rational ones to double on. Now, this is for any point along the way. Notice that chart is for any point along the way. If you are dealt a 2 and a 5... Well, that's a seven. It's seven or less. You got a hit. And suppose the next card you get is a, uh, a, a, a five. So that puts you at 12. 
So then you follow the rules for I have 12 and the dealer is showing this. And suppose the next thing they give you is a 3. So now you're at 15. So you follow the rules for I have a 15. Even though you did it on more than two cards, because they're in, because of the way it works, that's what you need to you're, do. You're playing off of now, values, like like point right, values. Point now. values. Yeah, now, yeah. if you really, really want to get into it, and again, this is where the counting cards comes in there, you can really get into the nitty-gritty to determine the really fine detailing of, okay, well, if I have been given a 5 and a 2 and a 5 and a 3 and that sort of thing, this is what I ought to do. The things will change out there. But this is a nice general strategy that you can keep in your head. And here's a nice interesting thing for speaking of that. You can bring this chart in with you yeah. to the casino yeah. and just put it right down there. The casino does not mind you having a set of rules for what it is that you are going to do because the dealer has a set of rules and everybody knows what it is. You, you just need to make sure that the dealer understands that this is just a chart that I'm going to use, that I'm showing 14, you're showing a 6, I'm going to hit. Yep. That's that's, that's fine. They don't care about that. So by all means, there's even companies out there that have little cards that you can take with you into the casino that have the charts See, printed the out. Quote unquote basic strategy, strategy yeah. for playing blackjack. Yeah, and as long and Brian's right, as yeah. long as you just put it on the table and leave it there. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care at all. Now by hand, that means you either don't have any aces in your hand, or if you do, they are forced to being counted as a one, such as you have hit previously. That is, suppose you're dealt an ace and a five. Okay, that's either a six or a sixteen, which means it's soft. So if you then hit, which you should, because it's sixteen, and you get a jack, it's now forcing the ace to be one, and thus you now have a hard sixteen. And then you should play. And thus you should play the hard sixteen rules. Now, you might or might not hit depending upon what the dealer is showing off of your sixteen. Uh, if it's less than six, then you stand. If it's ten or ace, you stand, and if it's Seven, eight, or nine, you hit. So, if you have an 18, 19, or 20, you always stand. Chances of you being able to just not worth it. Now, so for soft totals, you always hit on 17 or less. So, this might actually be, uh, yeah, 17 or less. You always, you always hit 17 or less because you can do nothing but either put yourself back into a situation where you can improve your hand or, or just maintain, maintain, maintain your, your little level, thing. Yeah. Always stand at a 19 or better. Yeah, okay. I agree with that. If you have a soft 8, this is the interesting thing, if you have a soft 18, and the dealer is showing a 7 or less, you stand. If the dealer is showing an 8 or more, you hit. So this, this gets really kind of complicated in there. So, uh, so with the soft bits, 18 is your cutoff. If you're if you have for soft hands, 18 is your cutoff to try and figure out what it is that you need to do. 17 or less, you always hit. 19 or more, you always stay. 18, you take a look. Well, has the dealer possibly got an 18? Well, if they if they do, you hit, and if they don't, you stand. Because you're hoping for the dealer to to either improve the dealer. Now, next comes splitting. So you've got pairs. Yep. You've got a pair of twos, threes, etc. What do you need? When do you split, and when do you not split? Dan splits his tens. Not always. In fact, only once per trip. Usually, he splits his tens. <laughs> Dan splits his tens, and trip. he does it right in front of me. <laughs> and because I, yeah, this is the difference. Like you're all math. The numbers don't lie. And I mentioned this, and I'm like, yes, I'm an accountant, but sometimes you have a feeling. 
and you go with it because you're gambling. Go with that feeling. And even though the number's telling you, you got to just once, you just got to go. I got a feeling. Okay. So, if you've got a pair of twos or a pair of threes, mm-hmm. and the dealer is showing seven or less, you split. If the dealer is showing eight or better, you don't, according to this little chart. Fours, fives, sixes, you never split. Never, 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 never split your fours, fives, and sixes. Uh, they are worth better to play as the pair, because especially for an eight. Because an eight or a ten, if you have pair fours, pair fives, you might consider doubling down. And they're much better as a pair than split. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's four, five, six. Seven, if the dealer's showing four or less, you don't split. If they're showing eight or better, you don't split. If it's five, six, or seven, you do. For eights, you split if the dealer is showing eight or less. Nine or better, you don't. Nines pushes that up to nine. Nine or less, you do. Ten or better, you don't. Tens, you never, 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 never split. Unless you get a feeling. And then you ignore the feeling, and you don't split. And then you make me stand behind you and watch you play blackjack, and I smack you you upside the head, and you don't split. Uh, Aces, on the other hand, you always split. split. Always split your aces, because you just might get two tens, and you have two blackjacks, and it's wonderful. And life is good. Now, like I said, that doesn't mean you don't hit. This just determines whether or not you're going to split. If you're dealt twos, you have a total of four. But if the dealer is showing an eight... You don't split them. You just play at that point. You've got four or less you have to hit. So you take a hit. And then you just follow the previous chart on what you do. So when do you double down? Again, that depends upon if you have a hard hand or a soft hand. It does. For a hard hand, if you have an eight and the dealer is showing a two or a seven, eight, nine, ten, or ace, you don't double down. Because it's too risky. You only your hand is so weak at having only an eight that you getting only one card. You, the dealer's probably the dealer is either also so weak that they're probably going to make it to seventeen. They have to, exactly. Right, or exactly. they are so strong that they're going to bust. Is the is the reasoning behind that? For a nine. It's six or less, so the two goes away. If it's six or less and you have a nine, double down. If it's seven or better, play on as if you were just playing a regular hand. For a ten, you always double down unless the dealer is also showing a ten. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Unless the dealer is also showing a ten... You double down. Because if the dealer is showing an ace, we know they don't have blackjack. Oh, wait. On a 10? On a 10. If the dealer okay. is showing a 10, yes. then... You always double down. You, you um, always uh, double down. If, as long as they're you know, not you, showing you don't a double down. You do, yeah, as long as they're not showing a yes, 10, you always double down. Yes, yes I yes. do. Because if they have an ace, you double down. Yes. Because by because the very first thing they did when they had an ace is they checked to see, do I have blackjack? No, I don't have blackjack. So we're playing. So you know they don't have a 10 underneath there. So, yeah. Now, if you have an 11, always double down. Always. Just always, always, always. You were so close to getting 21, that, and there are so many cards that with an 11 get you above the 17 cutoff for the dealer that it makes sense to double down. You're only going to get one card, but it's, it's going to improve your hand. And when you pull that yeah. three... 
<laughs> you hate that. Everybody. Yeah, everybody there. Now, for soft hands, it's a little bit different. And this is where you uh, can deal with this for um, a little bit. So if you have a 13, so you've got a 3 and an ace. Okay. Okay. So this is where all of the other possibilities. Because with a 2... And yeah, oh sorry, you got a two and an ace. Two and an ace is so 13. You're soft 13. So you got a soft 13. So 13, 14, 15, and 16 are all played the same way. Dealer, three or less, seven or better, don't do it. Four, five, or six, do it. Okay. Okay. For 17 and 18, it's the threes join the party. Two or seven or better, don't do it. Three to six, do it. For 19, three and four say, yeah, that was a lovely party. We don't like it anymore. Two, three, or four, seven through ace, don't do it. Eight, five or six, do it. do it. And if you have a soft 20, which is an ace and a nine, always double down is what the, the numbers are. Now, you all, since you always double down on 11, there's a reasonable chance you'll draw a 10, make 21, blah, blah, blah. So, again, this doesn't mean you don't hit just if you double down. Because if you don't double down, you need to play as if you were playing an actual hand. So you have an 8 facing a 2, you still hit. Hoping the dealer to bust isn't worth it. So, why do you double down if the dealer is showing a 5 or 6? I'm sure there's a mathematical yes. reason. Well, because the dealer is going to need to draw a card. Yes. We know that. We know that. And because if it's an ace, it's a soft 17, and the dealer has to hit. So no matter what, the dealer has to hit. Uh, and if the dealer has to start hitting, there's a significant chance that the dealer is going to bust. Because well, their I, hand is so strong. Yeah, at five or six, uh, yes. Right, five or six, there's a likelihood that their hand is so strong that they're going to have to draw a card and go over the line. Excuse me. So... Now for the insurance. So that's why we're dealing with that. Should you take it? For a single deck shoe, assuming you're not counting cards, this is the big thing, you're not counting cards, no, don't take it. There are only 16 cards valued at 10 in a standard deck. Thus, it is more likely that the whole card of the dealer is not a 10 than it is a 10. Yes. And if it's the other way around, because and that's the thing, is that the insurance is only offered if the dealer is showing an ace. If the dealer is showing a 10, they're going to check and immediately play blackjack, but you don't get the offer of insurance on that bet. Only with the ace. Only with the ace are you offered insurance. But the point is, there's only six in a single deck shoe, there's only 16 cards in there. There are so many more cards that are the whole card is likely to be that it's very it's it's unlike I shouldn't say very it's unlikely that the dealer has blackjack. I feel like I read somewhere and I was trying to find it that insurance has like an 11.7% house mm -hmm. edge. You just, yeah. It's just yeah. a terrible, It's, it's a terrible horrible bet. bet, yes. It's an awful, awful yeah. bet. Um, and I see... You should be getting 9 to 1 off that. Yeah. And you're not. And you don't. And I do see people play it. And usually, like, everyone else at the table is like, Yeah. What? Yeah. All right. I've never <laughs> seen insurance hit. And I, I, am, I, have, I, have been, I have seen it hit, but it's so rare. Yeah. I have been gambling for 15, almost 16 years yeah. since I was legally allowed to gamble. So now you know how old yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I'm 10 years older. I have never, ever seen insurance hit. Yeah. 
It's it, it's an awful awful bet. Yeah. You're going to it's, you're it's, not it's going a one to. it's a one in nine chance. Yeah. essentially that the dealer has has blackjack. The and stupid so, side bets they give you on some oh of the God. tables are in some cases better than insurance. Just based on <laughs> yeah. in some cases, yeah. not all. They're, yeah, the casinos these days have gotten into a lot of we're trying to get people to play the blackjack tables and get into the casino and thus and thus you can have a bet of I'm gonna get an eight using a five and a three or or you know my I'm if if I'm gonna draw a bunch of cards and they're all gonna be clubs and if I draw five cards and they're all clubs then I get an extra thing out of that and it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah there was one of the old Cortez on the double attack which is a yeah. variant of blackjack where it was like if it was a face card queen thing hearts thing where you could win like a thousand to one but yeah. a very specific set of circumstances <laughs> had to happen like yeah. you had to have two queen of hearts and the dealer has to have between 17 and 19 be like yeah it could happen yeah it's probably you're probably not getting fair odds on the thousand to one but yeah. you know so anyway well uh, there was at least one nice thing that was vaguely i think this oh god when was this uh, it was jason and i jason and i went to vegas jason is an old friend of ours who has dropped off the face of the earth jason if you ever see this let us know you're still alive come back to, us. Come back to the life and let us know that you're still alive um, but we had gone to Vegas, and I think we were gambling at Harrah's. And Harrah's was doing a promotion. They were just essentially a raffle for a car, something like that. And if you got blackjack, and I think it was diamonds, if you got a blackjack off diamonds, they gave you an entry. An entry. And that's it. And that was all they really You needed to fill it out and stick it in the... Uh, little big, the, the big, big drum, drum sort thing, of thing, yeah. and for that, I don't really mind about that. It's it's all of these weird things that they're doing, and gambling is just so complicated these days. So yeah, okay, yeah. all right. So now, on a, suppose you have blackjack, and the dealer shows an ace. Should you get insurance? No. Again, 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 because you can only bet. But the point is, you can only bet half your bet on the insurance bet, and thus you're only going to get two to one odds off of that but you're only getting and you get but you're getting three to two odds off your blackjack yeah so you, which means because you get half your bet in insurance and you lose you've just canceled any bonus that you would have gotten for your blackjack exactly and if the dealer's showing blackjack you push yeah so you haven't lost any money yeah, yeah. you've just you you actually technically won because you yes. get to play another hand yeah that's the yeah. way i look at it i'm no, like i pushed no i got to play it. another hand the, I, we push <laughs> and the point and even then if you take the insurance and it happens you bet half your little thing you uh it's yeah there's there's no point just, there's, there's no, no point, point. There is there's no, no point. point in insurance so now these tables are assuming a fresh deck the tables that i gave you are assuming a fresh deck Again, as the deck starts to get played, these numbers change. Because, again, it's co quite conceivable. It's exceedingly rare. I don't think it's ever happened in the lifetime of the universe. But it's possible that for the first few hands of play, nothing but number cards have come out. So there's nothing but tens and aces in the left that's left in that deck. Well... The odds of you getting blackjack now in a deck that's filled with tens and aces is a lot different than if you're starting with a fresh deck, exactly. and thus the rules start to change. That's why people count cards. It's why people count cards is because as the cards get played, the odds change, and if you know what the odds are, you can adjust your bets accordingly in order to get more money out of it. So as 
the the guide that I that I've counted out there, it's still pretty strong. But you know, the point is like, okay, well, I stand on you know, if it's four or less, I do it, and it's five or six, the thing that might shift a card or two, yeah, sort of thing. And so that's why it's kind of important. But th- like I said, there's nothing stopping you from taking your betting guide into the casino if you like these charts and there's any number of charts that you can find online print it out take it out into the casino a lot of them they say and they're you know little cards that will fit in your wallet you can put right down there on the table they're not that big to tell you what it is that you need to do having advice is not considered card no it's not cheating either it's it's, right and indeed on top of that if you really 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 want to know ask the dealer if you don't know what you're supposed to do at any given point, ask the dealer. The dealers know the games. The dealers want you to play, and you will play if you win. The house has its advantage. Even in the, the house is always going to be making its money, so they don't mind giving you advice on how to play intelligently. So ask the dealer. The dealer will tell you what it is that you ought to do. Um, and... If you start getting into a good rapport with the dealer because the dealer's helping helping you win, then you're likely to tip the dealer, and the dealer gets out ahead on that. So the dealers love to, to talk to you and help you. So, yeah. Now, for a typical deck shoe, the actions are the same. Okay, so that's it. For a six-deck shoe, for a typical six-deck shoe, mm-hmm. the actions for a hand... For hard hand are absolutely the same, except for a 16 facing a 10 or an ace. With a single deck shoe, you stand. For a six deck shoe, you hit. Interesting. Yeah. So for there, there are too many good cards, and, and remember, remember what I talked about. So if the first card is an ace, for a single deck shoe, the odds of you getting a second a second ace drop dramatically. You started at seven, and now it drops down to but just under five. But if you have a six in, deck in shoe, you have so many. So yeah, that first one you had about uh, a seven point eight percent chance, and the second one just dropped tiny like one-tenth of one percent so that's why you have a lot of cards in the deck for a hard 16 facing a 10 or an ace you hit because there are too many good cards in that deck so the dealer to have something less than a seven and thus bust so there we go so that's blackjack so that's our little bit for blackjack i actually have some things things okay about blackjack so okay so what's gonna talk now so what what you yeah. What, what Brian gave, what you gave, was, yeah. was what they call basic strategy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, basic strategy is like you get cards and it's yeah, and it's all color coded and there's a lot of information on yeah. it. Now, even though you say people, you can bring it into the casino. Yeah. Not electronically. You can't. Don't bring it up on your phone. It's got to be an actual piece of paper. People get embarrassed by, about doing yeah. that. Um, and it's, 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 there's about 250 combinations. Between of what you're looking at, and you know, oh, people well, want to, you know, kind of mem- 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 yeah. memorize things. So there's a website that I, I don't have the patience. I probably could. I don't have the patience to memorize basic strategy. <laughs> um, and this is just one I want to throw out there. Yeah. There is there's actually a website that I uh, read a lot of. It's called WizardOfOdds.com. Yeah. And the guy who ran it, he, he's a blackjack player. I think mm-hmm. is where he started. And he actually came up with the wizard simple strategy. Okay, and basically what he did is he took those however many rules that you were just yeah. going through and condense them down to 21. Mm-hmm. A lot easier to memorize. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you don't you don't the guy with the no you please use the basic strategy. Overall, the basic strategy is more yes, mathematically yeah. sound. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you what, can get the house edge down to about one point some percent. Exactly. If, if, if you follow basic strategy. Exactly. I, I trust use that is yeah. going to be the better option. Um, however, for people like me who just want to play, who just kind of want to memorize twenty one rules, twenty one for twenty one is awesome. Um, there, there's actually this is a strategy I use, and I have won a shit ton of money on this, and I have lost a shit ton of money. So over time, <laughs> yeah. Eh, you know, if you're that's why craps is a better game because craps is very mechanical. There's only a couple of the rules that you need to memorize. You yeah. just need more money to start off with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, over time, eh. so basically he figured it out over the length of play. Um, this, this actually does increase the house edge, but only by about yeah. a tenth of a percent, which over twelve hours is probably the cost of one or two hands. If you play it right. If you play it right. And that's Because whole... even with craps, there are certain things. Yes. It's like you have to play it right because the you can play craps against the shooter. It increases your odds. Playing against the shooter is indeed the better bet, but it's so small that you're really not going to see it unless you're at that table for a long time. And it's going to be the same way with the uh, blackjack is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, it's it's it, it. And again, I'm I don't can't tell you how many times where the waitress has come by and I've asked for a drink, and I have hit when I should have stood or something yeah. just because you mess up. So real quick, twenty one. Because you're drunk. Because you're drunk. <laughs> this strategy breaks the dealer's up card into two to six or seven ace. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, going down real quick. If you've got a hard, no ace, four to eight, no matter what you hit. Yeah. Okay. If you've got a nine. And this gets compensated. If you've got a nine, if it's a two to six, you always double. Mm -hmm. And if if the dealer's showing seven or higher, you stay. Right. Uh, or you hit. I'm sorry, because you've yeah. got a nine. You, yeah. got, you hit. Ten or eleven, you should always double as long as you have more than the dealer. Okay. Which is why when you said the dealer has ten and you have ten, you shouldn't do it. Because mm -hmm. you're even at that point. Eleven, you're always going to have more than the dealer. Always, always, yeah. always. Unless the dealer has the ace. Right. Um, so then you go. So now you're twelve to sixteen. Um, stand if the dealer has the lower, because again, they're going to hit with the more tens. If they've got the higher, you hit. And then 17 to 21, you stay. So the the yeah. what, what the basic strategy does is it's slightly... It gives you a slightly higher because you're not... You were on 4 to 7 yeah. versus 4 to 8. The, the, the cards that are in the middle, the basic strategy deals with. Okay, if the dealer is weak... You deal with that. If the dealer is strong, you do. You try to improve your hand. But if the dealer is in the middle, then you deal with that. And the your strategy is like, no, here's a hard line. Yeah. Six and seven. Anything below, you do one thing. Anything above, you do the other. And the way that they compensate for that is this doubling yeah. on the nine yeah. and, and, and things like that. So then we get to the soft hands. And this is where, again, <laughs> there's some compensation going on. So if you've got a soft 13 to 15, you hit. Always. Because yeah. you can only better your hand or you yeah. can get even. Soft 16, and this is where I, I, I can't always remember this. Soft 16 to 18, the dealer is showing a 2 to 6, you double. Because they're soft, yeah. Because they're soft. So you double if you get the one card yeah. and you got a 10. Now the dealer's going to have, yeah. ostensibly going to have to hit. Right. Um, it, but if you have, if the dealer's showing a 7 to ace, you hit. You, you, you always hit up to... You always do something up to 18 to get yourself a card. If the dealer is showing a 2 to 6 on that soft 16 to 17, you double. And then 19 to 21, why would you hit? <laughs> You've got 19 to 21, yeah. stay. Um, the splitting rules are basically the same. 2s, 3s, 6s, 7s, 9s. If it's less yeah. than 7, you split. If it's more than 7, you don't. 
always split your aces and eights because two eights is 16 and <laughs> 16 is terrible yep never split your fours never split your fives never yeah. split your tens that's that's yeah. kind of never split yes never split your tens never split your ten never he split has your his own rules that he claims that he wants to follow and they're telling him <laughs> don't split your tens so and then well, something else that I find interesting we're talking about bad strategy so everybody has a strategy you don't yeah. have to follow basic strategy Brian's strategy is the best follow well, that strategy yeah I, if you're not counting cards. I'm the guy who's like, I just want to go and have a beer, blah, like, and so I just memorize my little thing, and, you know, like I said, it gives the house a little bit of an edge, but there yeah. are people who play shitty strategies. Oh, yes. The the, the one I told you about earlier, they never bust, which is, well, yeah. no, I'd rather the, de- you know, the dealer beat me than I beat myself. That's stupid, and Brian told you why. Yeah. That, I mean, again, this gentleman has figured out the odds. That actually gives you a, a, an additional house edge of 4%. Yeah. So why would you do that? Yeah. I did this when I was younger. The well, the dealer hits up to seventeen. I'm gonna hit up. Oh, to playing 17. as if you were the dealer. Don't do that. Play as if you were the dealer. Yeah, don't, that's, that's not don't a strategy. Don't do that at yeah. all. Um, it 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 basically destroys your odds. It it gives the casino uh, almost five and a half percent higher. And it's true. Yeah. Try it. Try it sometime. <laughs> Take a hundred bucks and say, I don't believe that. I'm gonna. You will lose. I have done this. I was actually at. When it was still Buffalo Bills, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to try it. And I lost everything quickly. Do not do that. Um, <laughs> and then the final one, which is interesting, because we keep talking about, well, there's so many tens in the deck, and the dealer has this, and, and, and so on and so forth. There's a strategy. That, and again, I, would just, I, just, I like these. It's on this website. Go read it if you want. It's called the Assuming the Dealer Has a 10. Okay. So the dealer's showing a 4, and you think, oh, he's got a 14, and you play accordingly. Mm-hmm. Don't play accordingly. Yeah. Play as if the dealer has a 4 based on the basic strategy or the mm. simple strategy I have. And what if you don't do it, if you assume the dealer has a four and play accordingly, it yeah. actually adds 10%. <laughs> and they figured it out. 10% to the house edge, you will lose your money so fast it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I love blackjack. That's yeah. what I play. Yeah. And so, yeah. Craps is my game. Blackjack is yeah, Dan's and so game. It's so. quick. It's easy. I can sit down. It's two cards. There's a finite number of rules. I can have yeah. a drink. Yeah. Eh, craps, if I had more money, I think I'd really like craps. Like, I, But I just... Gambling for me isn't... I want to win money. It's just more hanging out with all you guys yeah. and sitting down and having a beer kind yeah. of thing. So, all right, that's all. I, just, that's I had that. There so. we go. So there we go. This is uh, the latest edition of Sweating the Small Stuff. He said, trying to get back to his nose. I think I even have one for poker set up. Let me open up my poker notes and let me see. Did I actually? Did you start I, it? I have started my okay. poker notes. Right. I haven't actually written the full set of poker notes because poker is another one of those all the cards, depending upon what cards have been played, will determine. Because you watch the little figure thing, and they they where they're doing the uh, Texas Hold'em tournament. Yeah, and they'll say like, and they can show the win. chance to win is sixty seven percent versus thirty three percent. Because it really does depend upon what the other people have and what's been played and what's in the turn. And besides, there are so many variations of poker yes. that it's really kind of difficult. So I can't guarantee that we are actually going to talk about poker, but I will see and try. And I don't know if we're going to be able to get it up by the time Vegas comes around. <laughs> But there there may at some point in the future be a part three to this, Gambling on Probability, where we'll talk about poker and uh, maybe possibly roulette in there as well. But other than that, hopefully, hopefully today, um, I'm going to be talking to my JPL buddy. Uh, her name is Dr. Ashley Stroop. She works for JPL. She is on the Mars Rover projects. Wow. She was the first woman to lay tracks on Mars. 
Oh. So, because I mean, they program, they, you know, do up the commands, they write up the commands on the computer, they send it to the rover on Mars to tell it, go in that direction and all that sort of stuff. And so she was the first one to get the first woman to program and, and actually program and tell the rover go over there up to then it had always been she we went to college together at harvey mudd nice. she then went off to i think it was carnegie mellon to uh get a degree in robotics uh and then she got a job at jpl and See, she's wonderful we need more and so, women engineers more and women scientists. so uh she's going to be talking to me about mars uh we're going to be talking about wheels Wheels on Mars. Wheels on Mars, <laughs> and why the wheels on the rovers are the way they are, and with made of the thing because she saw the Martian, and she looked at it. and She said, "Rubber wheels on Mars. <laughs> Rubber wheels on Mars." Okay, this is why you can't watch movies with Brian. <laughs> this is why, like every time I go see a movie with Brian, he's like, "It was good, but, but Rubber wheels, rubber on, wheels Mars. on Mars." Oh, well, because when you think about it, Mars Mars has almost no atmosphere. And so it's very, very cold. I mean, it gets kind of thing. So if you put rubber, it's going to immediately freeze and crack and, crack and shatter. And not to mention the fact you're, you're going to put air in this thing. Okay, I mean, you could probably do a solid wheel. But now this thing weighs, a solid rubber wheel weighs how much? Yeah. And the, the first one, I mean, this, you know, the uh, uh, Sojourner was, you know, about this big. The little rover was about one, and then uh, the opportunity. So, actually, I think Sojourner was about the size of a tiny little coffee table, sort of thing. And then um, opportunity and spirit were more the size of like uh, uh, the table like that we're sitting table, on, the yeah. thing. And the latest one that they sent out there is about the size of an SUV, sort of thing. Oh, but cool. there was uh, ish, ish. This thing. But the point is, every little thing that you do is weight. And weight is fuel, and fuel makes it difficult to get the rocket up and thing because fuel is weight, which means you need to add more fuel to get the fuel up, which is more. So there's, I mean, eventually there's the the point where we have enough fuel to get everything up there, but the more stuff you try and get into space, the more it is. So you need to make these wheels very very light, and they need to be made of a material that hopefully will be durable enough. But Mars. Mars hates humans. It really, really does. We're going to conquer it. You know why? <laughs> I was going to say because we're Americans, but we're humans, and humans do, like, we're, uh, humans do shit. We're going to conquer it. So we're gonna talk what about, humans do. So we're going to talk about the wheels and why the wheels are the way they are, why they're made of the composites that they are, the trouble that well, Mars does to instruments and stuff like that. So hopefully we're going to be doing with today. We've been trying to get this together for a couple weeks, but she said, oh, my notes aren't ready, and I need to get it down because I told her, notes. Write up your notes. Notes are a wonderful thing to have because that way you know what it is you're talking about. So hopefully that'll also that'll be, be cool. done today. So if I see me again today, hopefully it'll be the same day and my voice will keep out. But other than that, um, Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. There are an infinite number of Musings of a Geek podcast. I'm so bits behind on posting shows right now. I know we've got a bunch. Um, yeah. Because it was closed. Did you get my audio up? I did. You did? I, put your I didn't see up. it. Okay, I just I did. didn't see it. Oh well. Um, so yes, infinite number of uh, podcasts that we've got out here for musings of a geek. As my computer decides that it doesn't really want to. Um, how did this? Has, have you done a pilots yet? Did you do? Not your recently. No. So you still haven't done October that. October is. Uh, you know, we should have done a pilot because October is this weird month where every year that we've been doing the podcast, yeah. um, we don't record in October. <laughs> because of hashtag reasons. Like, yeah. it's not like, like, 
we've gone on vacation. Be Rian, very glad that he didn't do this. Yeah, Rian, <laughs> Rian, that's stupid. Rihanna and I have gone on vacation every October, basically. Yeah, okay. Like we well, Europe, and we've done Europe, yeah. October, November, and Ohio. And you know, Des has got something, and Will has got was sick, and then he took his wife out on a date. How dare he? Um, ah! you know, like I just and so it was like we did episode one hundred. We figured it out. We we recorded, and then it took eight weeks for us, the three of us, to be together to record again. Oh wow! It took eight weeks. Wow. Yeah, or uh, basically seven or eight weeks. So. Yeah. And it takes me about a week to edit the video together. So, anyway, so there's musings of a geek and history of bad ideas. Uh, Pittsburgh Nerd Pod, Lucky Ten Thousand, Red Horse Radio. Are, are these still all of, all of them? All of them are good. All okay, yes, because I know that you said that some of them have kind all of. All of those are still there. good. Sons of the Renaissance, uh, me, Sweat and the Small Stuff, and uh, Who the What Now, and of course you've got 365 Flicks, Arrow the Podcast, Arrow Comic time. Roast presents The Movie Roast, Pilots Broadcast, which hopefully someday, someday, someday we'll, do another we'll one. record a show, De- you know host it De- on the net. Dez and Will might get together to do a new Arkham Social Hour, oh, which they haven't, wow. there hasn't been one of those wow, in that's a, a year, long, over wow. a year, over a year. Okay. Over a yeah. year. So it's Comic Rose Podcast, Graphic Novice, Green Up Podcast, My Comic Shop, History. That's a little mini so There's like 10 okay. episodes yeah. of that. It tells a story. It's okay. actually really good. 40 going on 14, Bearded Ones, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. They're still recording. Yeah, Rather Be Dead, Salty Language, Vice Podcast, The Ward Pod, and then, of course, all the uh, old stuff. Old like, stuff. Oh, things like Ark of Social Hour, yeah. which may actually happen, and the best of the worst movie podcast. So that's the thing. You've been playing with those goddamn keys. That's what I do. Stop playing with the goddamn oh, keys. My door's locked because of the key. Are you going inside? No. Then why are you playing with the keys? Because I play with things. Anyway, sweating the small stuff. Uh, thank you for listening. And this is your host, Brian Evans, with Dan Zisco. What's up? And remember, the devil. <clears throat> The devil is in the details. Wow. <laughs>